Hey! Hi! Hello! How are you? It's time for Atomic Radio Hour. Uh, this is a different episode than normal. It's not a regular episode of Atomic Radio Hour. I am away. If I planned this correctly and timed this right, I'm not where I usually am, and I'm elsewhere. Uh, Kyle's here. Hey, Kyle. I'm here. Hello. Hey, buddy. Uh, today we're going to review a movie... Uh, this is a movie that was actually recommended to me by a friend. I have it somewhere on a hard drive that's completely legal to own. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who got me a bunch of completely legal movies back in the day. Um, as I say that, it makes it sound like it's some weird porn. It's not weird porn. It's just movies that I wanted to watch. I've never watched this movie. Um, have you ever seen this movie before, Kyle? We're going we're gonna to review Metropolis from 1927. You haven't. I have. But you you knew about it. I knew about it, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is one that like everybody knows about. People say this is like like this and Citizen Kane are the two greatest movies ever made. Uh, I think Spielberg and George Lucas bo- both said when they went to film school, they watched this movie and said this was the movie that they, they watched and they were like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life is making film. How'd you feel about it? It was good. I liked it. What 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 about it did you like? Like what about it did you find captivating? Uh I liked the sci-fi aesthetic, the 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 time period aesthetic as well. Um I, I, I I've never like I said, I've never seen this, but I've always seen people talk about it and I've seen the poster and I've seen there's actually like an hour long MF Doom beat that just has a still from this movie as like the YouTube video. So I've seen it and I know the influence of it, but like this movie feels so modern in a weird way. Like I'm watching it going like this. There, there's there. This could have been shot in the '60s, and you could have been like, "This is a film from the '60s." I would have absolutely believed you. Right. This there's wasn't a ca- film a hundred years ago. No, that we were dude, a hundred years ago. A mm-hmm. hundred years. It's 2022 in the year of our Lord. Five more years, and this movie's a hundred years old. That's wild. Like, film's not that old of an art form. It's maybe about 100 years old. Maybe 110, at most 120. But, like, yeah. I, I really I really did enjoy it. Um, who's your favorite character, Papa? Well, I like the mad scientist guy. Um, what was his name? Uh, Ra- Rot- Rat? Rotberg? Rot- Rotworm? Rotween? Rot. It was like rot and then penis, like something like a euphemism for penis. If there's anything I learned while trying to review these movies, Kyle, is that I can't take notes, which Mm -hmm. why the hell would I? I never did it in school. Why the hell would I be able to do it with something I like? I just can't focus on the movie and take notes at the same time. Rotwang. Yeah. I thought uh, my favorite character is probably um, Maria. The right. woman. <laughs> See, this is what's wild about this movie. It's a movie from a hundred years ago, and I'm not good at, uh, I'm not good like whatsoever remembering names. And this movie, I feel like I remembered almost everybody's name. And maybe that's because I'm reading it because it's a silent film, right? But have you ever seen a silent film before? Like, have you ever sat down and watched a full-on silent film? Uh, maybe I I can't recall. I think this is the first time I've ever watched a full silent film. Mm-hmm. So you watch the the version of it that's on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, how long was that one? Uh, 
two hours. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um, this one was uh, two hours and twenty eight minutes. There's another version on YouTube that's like three forty. Mm. I didn't watch that one, but like as I skim through it on YouTube, it's the same movie but played at sixteen frames. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I would assume that would make it slower. But it's uh, – the, the the movie opens with that like a lot of the movie was considered lost. Yeah. And that this was found in Austria that they were using like not original but like original duplicates of the film in like 2008. And they were like, oh, here's like here's 45% of a movie that we just thought was lost to time. There's shots in this movie that mm-hmm. – there, there's something with King Kong that when they first made the original King Kong in the 20s that they didn't write down how they did anything. So like a lot of the production of King Kong is still a huge mystery. And that's how I feel about this movie. There's a lot of very modern themes and like the the shots, the the blocking, like the rule of thirds. Like I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that was a thing from photography that came over to film. There's a lot of really modern elements to this. Uh, there's like a swinging shot towards the end of the film. Can we spoil this? Do we have to give a disclaimer? Or can uh, we just jump right into just, spoilers? I think we'll just give a little disclaimer, disclaimer to see. So let okay. people see. Well, before we get into it, the spoilers and whatnot, there's like a shot where like the camera swings back and forth and there's like a first person shot when someone picks something up, like a point of view shot. This movie was inc- this movie was like 40 years, 50 years ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, before we spoil the whole movie, how did you feel about the story? I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I, I figured it out right away, but like I liked it. It, it is it is kind of by the numbers, but again, it goes back to that everybody has – everyone who's like a filmmaker has seen this movie. Mm-hmm. So they're pulling so much inspiration from this. So because I want to make a point like right now, um, we're going to spoil the movie. So if you haven't seen Metropolis from 1927, almost 100 years ago, now is your chance to stop listening. <laughs> Hey King, it's me, 44th President of these United States, Kanye West. And we gotta thank the Patreon real quick. Boss the Augie, no, thank you, no. Next is Danny, thank you, Danny. After that, we get Marcus, thank you, Marcus. And finally, we have TP, thank you, TP. I promise by the end of 2025, I will have at least 50% of the boys home from the new Venom conflict. There's a scene, this is the spoiler section, there's a scene when the underground is flooding that looks exactly like The Shining. Like the the water is coming through the ground or like from the sides of like other buildings and it looks like when the elevator is pouring blood in The Shining. Like, like to a T, it looks like it. I don't know if you picked up on any of these small things like I did, but I certainly did. Not really, no. No? No. I also haven't seen The Shining to really like, full to full because I'm I'm uh, horror is not my thing. So yeah, I don't even consider that a horror movie. That's yeah. more of one of those like what's going on type films. I like it's it. Horror. Don't get me wrong. No, I mean yeah, but for me, horror. What is horror for you? Like, what is the definition of horror? Because I feel uh, like it changes every six weeks. Bloody, 
everybody's dying because there's a monster slash killer that can't be killed and like just very gruesome scenes see i i know and like the thing is technically a horror movie but i i i think there should be a difference between horror and suspense but i guess there is and it's just under the umbrella of an horror of horror so you're right kyle you won congratulations how do you feel pretty good good (laughs) (laughs) uh I I am a big fan of any proletarian uprising in a film, and I didn't like expect that when I went into it. I kind of like I knew that it was like, oh, this is a movie about the the suppressed working class people, but like at the end, it just kind of flops back and forth between it's like the the uprising, don't do this, the uprising, we kind of meet in the middle, like, and you know how I feel about happy endings, but I I I, I like the the religious sim- symbology of like the Tower of Babylon. Or Babel, no, sorry, there is a they wrote a book before the movie came out. Yes, do you know what the book's called? Is the book called Metropolis? Yes. Okay, uh, the, but the book had more themes of like witchcraft and magic and like cultism. Really? That the movie didn't really explore on. No freaking way. Mm-hmm. Did you do you know anything else about it? Uh, no, that's uh, I watched that, like a quick like things you didn't know, and it mm-hmm. was just like, uh, they wrote you know they wrote a book. I also thought I was saying that my favorite character is Maria the woman. Uh, it's actually Robot Maria. I didn't want to spoil that earlier. Mm. I love the way she contorts herself. She's so animated. Her facial expressions are amazing. I, like this is also like is this the earliest idea of a cyborg? Uh no, H.G. Wells. Really? Like From in what movie? Year? No, in jet, like yeah, in movies. Well, H.G. Wells did War of the Worlds. I thought War of the Worlds was about robots. That is a robot, and aliens. Or I mean, aliens. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, robot alien thingy, sci-fi, I guess. I want to know what the first instance of a cyborg is i want to know because they don't call her a robot they call her the mechanical man yeah Hmm. i like i like a lot of the themes of this i like the way the way she was like shaking around dude she's like naked on screen yeah she's got like pasties on how the fuck that fly in the 20s well it's also europe you know germany this is a german film actually Mm -hmm. i should have did this in the beginning and i didn't uh it's directed by fritz lang and it's written by thea von Haub. Howbo did the screenplay and then oh she also wrote the novel. Thea is a woman's name, right? His wife. Whose wife? I, I think it's the guy's wife. Who whose wife? The d- guy who made it. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. No, I didn't I I knew like I said I knew almost nothing about this and I have like the IMDb in front of me for all the fun facts and whatnot, but yeah, this movie's at being almost a hundred years old. It's still not in the public domain. Isn't that wild? That is pretty crazy. I, I was actually going to put for the green screen here. Um, I was going to put just the movie behind me because I don't think this is going to be like a uh, a full length episode. It's going to be something shorter. But I was going to put the mo- the opening like ten minutes of the movie, however long this episode is. It's probably going to be longer than that behind me. And then I was like, oh, is it in the public domain? No. For some reason, it's not. I know Criterion mm-hmm. just did a re-release of this, like a 4K re-release, and it just doesn't work halfway through. 
Um, I think they they did some like uh, what's it called when something they did a recall for it. So like everybody should be getting better copies. But right. is there anything you want to talk about about this film? Anything that really stood uh, out to you? Anything that kind of grabbed you? I, I well, I like the whole like biblical side themes and like I'm a sucker for like the seven deadly sins nonsense. Really? Um, I yeah, I mean yeah. I, I hope my whole D and D campaign was revolving around seven deadly sins. Mm. So, um, it, it also gave me very Bioshocky vibes. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Everything feels like it's been inspired from this. The Art Deco feel. Like, doesn't Bioshock open, the first one open with you going to, like, a New Year's party? Uh, no, you crash land. It, 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 it's the New Year's. That's when the Civil War happens. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're in, like, that one room that's, like, a New Year's party. Yeah. yeah and, like, I like that, that opening scene where they're, like, in the garden. Mm-hmm. And he sees her. But, like, they're just kind of, like, playing around. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's a problem with this film, though. I feel like there's not that much to say. You know? Yeah, I can see that, yeah. it's. I mean, like, yeah. What else could you say about this film that hasn't, one, already been said? But also, it's, it's my argument with the Beatles. By the time I listened to the Beatles, it wasn't interesting to me because I've already heard everything they've inspired. And not to say this movie isn't interesting, because it is, like, there's shots of the city of Metropolis that are incredible. And I think there's sets. Like, there's miniature cars and trains, and there's planes flying around, and there you can see people walking through. Like, ha- there's a scene when the robo uh, Maria starts the uprising, and it's her face and a bunch of other people's faces. Mm-hmm. And, like, eyes and, like, and stuff like that. How they did? How did they do that in the twenties? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's one of those things where I'm gonna sit here and be like, "How did you do it? What did you do?" And like, there's no answer for it. Mm-hmm. Your favorite like part of this movie? My favorite part is probably just all the different camera angles, just like the the backgrounds. That the fact that there's like 400 people in any group shot. Mm-hmm. Like that was. How did you get 400 people? To be in a film in 27. Like, if you needed 400 people for, like, a film right now, you could get it no problem. No problem. You get a group shot. Like, friggin' the one Batman movie was shot in Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. And we had a teacher that, like, signed up to go to Pittsburgh and just yeah. be in the crowd shot. I don't even think he got paid. It was just, like, be in the next Batman movie. You're not going to get paid, but it's a story you could tell at parties. Like... They got, dude, there's so many people. And I, and like, like I said, all the characters are super memorable, even though it's a silent film and like they feel one dimensional, but like it feels almost excusable. I kept referring to in my head as the main character, uh, Frederick. No, not Frederick. Friedrin? Fredrin? Mm-hmm. A pseudofedrin? <laughs> I, I, I kept referring to his dad as Mr. Burns because <laughs> that's just what he reminded me of. And mm-hmm. then Jehoshaph- Josephat, the only reason I remember his name is because it's funny, but he was, I just kept calling him Smithers. And then like, I kept calling the assassin agent 47. Like I kept just finding these like other yeah. things, but like, tell me he wasn't, dude, he had a big window like Mr. Burns's office in his office. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's so many 
things that have taken from this. Like, I wonder if people are going to look back at something like Jaws like this. Possibly. Because Jaws, someone told me, this was before Marvel bought, or Marvel was bought out and Star Wars was bought out, that, like, if you were to go back and do the inflation calculator for how much money Jaws made when it first came out, it would be the highest grossing film of all time. Because of inflation. Like, this movie, I think, only made, like, 1.3 million worldwide. But in 27, that's a lot. that lasted you, your like, your life, your kid's life, and the kid's kid's life. Yeah. That's so, a lot, yeah. Is there anything about this movie you didn't like? Uh... I will say it was a little bit too long at some points, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely did zone out a bit. Um, there was a part that I think was missing in the YouTube video. They like had the description of like what was happening where he was fighting, uh, what was it, Rot? Rot something? Rot, the Wang. Si- Rot Wang. Like he was Rot fighting Wang. him. He's like, and it was just title of like, oh, he fights. His, yeah. And it was just like him holding, uh, the other guy he saved, I forgot his name, but like the other guy who he saved and but then went crazy because he had all that money. And it was like, okay, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't, like that, that's the only thing that I, I would have to say. That, yeah, and that's just one of those things where it's like it's a movie that's 100 years old and it didn't survive. Mm-hmm. It's one of those what are you going to do things. I don't know, man. I really don't have that much to say about this film. I enjoyed it. Like, it's not that I yeah. didn't. It's just like, you want to get into some fun facts? Sure, yeah. I thought it was really, on. I'm on IMDb for all the fun facts. What I thought is really, really funny is um, it said quotes. And I'm like, how are you going to have quotes from a silent film? <laughs> much to Fritz Lang's dismay, Adolf Hitler and Joseph Goebbels were big fans of the film. Goebbels met with Lang and told him that he could be an honorary Aryan despite his Jewish background. Goebbels told him, Mr. Lang, we've decided we decide who is Jewish and who is not. Lang left for Paris that very night. We decide who is Jewish and who is not. The film includes more than 37,000 extras. 25,000. Three zeros. 25,000 men, 11,000 women, 1,100 bald men, 750 children, 100 dark-skinned people, and 25 Asians. 310 shooting days were required for this. That's also, I, I remember watching the thing about that could be a number that they also made up to be like, hey, look how big this movie's going to be. And it wasn't that many. Really? It might have been in like the 300s. Well, here, here's the full thing on the missing film. For decades, all that survived of Metropolis were the incomplete original negatives and copies of shortened, re-edited foreign release prints. Over a quarter of the film was believed to be lost. However, in July of 2008, Germany's Zeit magazine reported the discovery of 16mm dupe negative copies of the film at the Buenos Aires Morsa del Cine, Cine Pablo Duchos Hicken. I okay, by film historian and collector Fernando Pena. Uh, up until then, all that was known was that the original full-length 
35 millimeter export was sent to Argentina in 1928. The last officially documented screening of the version had occurred in the 50s and was considered lost. However, since 35 millimeter film was more hazardous to, hazardous to keep in those days, um, the nitrate inside the negatives could ignite. Cool. Preservers would often make 16 millimeter negative copies of the original film, and that it was easier to store. What promoted the discovery was when Pena uh, remembered stories from Argent from an Argentina movie operator claiming to have screened a version of Metropolis for over two hours long in, in the eighties. The only known version at that time was considerably shorter. The version had probably been part of a private collection and was later donated to the museum. After finally getting permission to search the museum archives, Pena found the surviving 16 millimeter copy examining the reels in Buenos Aires. Cinema expert realized that the copy had received poor picture quality, mainly because it had also copied all of the damage from the original 35 millimeter film that had been worn over years of use. The copy, the copying process of 35 to 16 also meant that some of the parts of the frames had been lost. Nevertheless, the the reels containing almost all of the previously missing sequences around 25 minutes worth of footage predominantly those involving the thin man who spies on Fredder and work and worker 11. I hate this name. 11, eight, 11. You couldn't do like 11, eight, oh, six, uh, heading, heading to and from the club. Additionally, in October of 2008, it was announced that another hopefully early copy of the obsolete nine and a half millimeter format had been held in a university of Chile's film library, internationally mislabeled to, avoid destruction during a 1973 military coup it is yet unknown if it holds any future viewable foot further viewable footage the missing scenes from the 2008 16 millimeter copy were cleaned up as best as possible reframed for the four by three aspect ratio to match the original footage and re-edited into a film based on the original screenplay after almost 80 years the film is now practically complete bearing Sections such as Fredder listening to a priest giving a sermon on the coming apocalypse. And I think his, I think his dad's name is pronounced Yo Fredderson's fight with Rotwang. Cool. Yeah. The, the robot that is in this movie inspired C-3PO's design. Hmm. Unemployment and inflation were so bad in Germany at the time that the producers had no trouble finding 500 malnourished children to film the flooding sequences. This movie was so influential on Superman creator Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster that they named this city's the, char- the character city after it. That's cool. I didn't know it had anything to do with it. Hmm. After, after adjusting for inflation, the budget of this movie ran around $200 million in June of 2007. That's wild. Wow. The connection of this film to the Nazi regime is quite remarkable. Thea von Harbo, who was Fritz Lang's wife, Kyle, you're right, was an ardent and early supporter of the party, but not Adolf Hitler. But the inner circle was influenced by the film and considered it as sort of a social blueprint. Lang, of course, was Jewish, but the Fuhrer offered him a pass, which I read earlier. The robot costume was incredibly uncomfortable to wear. The actress, uh, Bridget Helm, suffered 
greatly underneath it as it cut and bruised her, although Fritz Lang insisted she had to wear it. Rotwang's mechanical right hand was later imitated in Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb from 64, which is Kubrick, no? Uh, I think so. Okay, Google, who made Dr. Strangelove? According to Wikipedia, the film was directed, produced, and co-written by Stanley Kubrick and stars Peter Sellers. Cool. Oh, Kyle, you brought up H.G. Wells, right? Yeah. Science fiction author H.G. Wells called this quite the silliest film. In a scathing review, he wrote, I did not believe it would be possible to make one sillier. It comes from the great Ufa ufa studios in germany and the public is given to understand that it has been produced at an enormous cost it gives one eddying consternation almost every possible foolishness cliche platitude and mold intent moldment about a mechanical progress and progress in general served up with a sauce of sentiment sentimentality that is it's it's all that is all its own cool how did you feel that's that's about everything there's some cool stuff here but like this is one of the world's first full-length science fiction movies cool cool how'd you how'd you feel about like rotwang and uh mr burns like the robot was mr burns's wife but he was trying to make it like his wife yeah, like, and then he's like, I want her. You know what the Rot-wang. wife's name was, right? Hell? Yes, but a photo one L. Like, Helheim, like in... Well, Hell, uh, yes, Helheim, but also the goddess Hell, who also ruled over that. What? Yeah, you don't know Hell? From Norse mythology? No, I don't know anything about Norse mythology. All I know is about God of War 2018. I know nothing about it. Yeah, there's Helheim or Hell, but then there's also the uh, Hell, who's like the goddess of like death and stuff like that. Get the fuck out of here. Cool. Because it's spelled with one L, so. Yeah, no, I just thought that was like the German way to spell it. Like, I didn't think of anything special. Cool. I think that's really all I have to say, Kyle. What about you? Yeah, I I think same. Cool. Uh, what would you rate this movie? Probably like uh, uh, six uh, children out of ten. <laughs> six malnourished kids out of ten? Yeah. I'm kind of with you. I was going to say like 6.3 bald men out of ten. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool film. If you haven't seen yeah. it, go see it. It's a classic. So, I, I don't know, Kyle. Do you feel like we've done a disservice to this film? No, I think... <laughs> I think you just you, there's nothing really we can say. It's just go see it. I, I think because it's a silent film, there's so much lacking. Like there, there, there's so much. I'm not not lacking. There's so little that we can say about it because you have to see it. Like you can't talk about the dialogue. What I do like is that it's like watching a stage play. Mm-hmm. Like everything is over exaggerated and everybody's falling. And like when Frieder goes to die when he's fighting, not that he dies, but when he's going to fight Rodcock and he like gets punched and he like goes to get up and he falls and he gets up again. I'm like, that's so dramatic. Like we just still had plays at this point. Did you know? Here's a fun fact. I heard on a podcast recently when Lincoln was shot in the theater, 
uh, people were rushing him out of the theater because to be an actor back in the day was so pitiful. Like you were looked down upon so much that people were saying, we can't have the president die in a theater. Did you know that? Yeah. You did know that. Yeah. And you didn't tell me. No. Why not? So you can read it on your own. Well, actually, you didn't read it on your own. You listen to it. You can't no, read I it. I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>? All right. Um, <laughs> if you like the intro if music. You also, if you also, uh, I know there's a vi- uh, video on YouTube of it that they did. Somebody did like the voice acting and like sound effects and it's all in colored as well. So if you want to not watch it, you should though. But like if you ever watch it afterwards. Wait, 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 wait. There's a, there's a version with words? Yeah, I think, like, somebody dubbed it, basically, and, like, made, like, the sound effects of, like, everything in the back. And oh, it's that's in really colored. cool. But it's not, like, Dude, great. They... Like, not, like, 1080p. But... It's, it's kind of no, yeah. weird. But, yeah. But it's everything. Yeah. It's the whole movie. Yeah. You know... They work with a lot of water in this film, like, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, when the machine, like, opens up and they, like, walk into the machine, like, they're yeah, the metaphor the of them sacrificing. Yeah. Like, how big was that set? Like, how long did that take to make? They work with water. You know, like, every movie that, like, does anything with water fails except for, like, Jaws and the Titanic. But that's, like all on a set not really like in the water like water world that that movie water world that i think is like a disney movie or a universal movie universal like that movie, movie bombed bombed because like it's so hard to work it's like you don't work with kids animals or water and this movie is just like fuck it flood it <laughs> just flood everything i liked it i liked it a lot but like we've been saying there's not much to say because it's an entirely visual experience you yeah. could almost watch the movie with the sound off and get the same experience. The music's yeah. good. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, all right. If you liked the, um, thanks for hanging out. Uh, go watch the movie. Let me know what you think. Like I said, it's a 6.3 for me, like a six for Kyle. If you like the intro music, it's probably by Shane Ivers. I don't remember if I'm going to, if I do something different for movie reviews, I feel like I do. I do not remember. It might be Shane Ivers. He's the man. Silverman sounds dot free music or dot com slash free music. Shout out to the Patreon. Thank you guys for your support and your love uh shout out to the red bubble if you want to go check out buy something to support us links in the description of my twitter kyle's twitter everything you need to know the discord is down there make sure you are in there thank you for this little gap week that i needed Uh, i know this isn't normally what we do it's probably about a half an hour long episode i love you be safe i will see you next week bye everybody atomic radio hour A Gulman Entertainment Production.